power never changes. Almost 200 years ago, the deadliest and shortest war ever known scarred the earth and poisoned its people. It hasn't happened since. It may never happen again. But lack of capability is not the same as a lack of willingness. Survivors cling to old places, waters, roads, fields. They bring old problems, scarcity, fear, ignorance. But even devastation is not new. Some places have been remade before. This is Chicago, 2267 AD, the third city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Six Feet Under. Today, we're launching a new show, The Third City. Uh, this is taking place 190 years after the bombs dropped that destroyed the world, or at least destroyed America, because Fallout has never explored anything beyond what happened in America. We have no idea what the other 90% of the world is up to. Probably fine. Probably fine. They're probably doing much better than us. Um, what we're doing, though, is we're zooming into Chicago, because it's not a Six Feet Under campaign without destroying Chicago. <laughs> Specifically destroying Chicago? Uh, it happens a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's, it, what's it like? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So our setting is a nuclear winter. It is a very cold Chicago. Um... Two Winters End, the sequel. The lake and the river are very radioactive, because that's where the bombs fell. They fell in Lake Michigan, mostly. Uh, which is why the city is kind of intact. What did you do to Chicago this time? Oh, it's uh, well, you know. You know, the lake you know. river is now green year-round. Yeah, it glows. Um, It's pretty thick on ice. What's and not we have some player characters to introduce who oh my God. are pretty much only one of them's from here. <laughs> so let's start is there. That, yeah, hey, I was going to say, is that my choice? <laughs> let's, that, let's start with our one Chicago local, Charlie. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, we can also, shakes. We, I was going to say we can also go alphabetically. Oh, look, it's shakes again. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is what yeah, I get. It's shakes. This is what I get. I, an AC name. Uh-huh. Top of every list. And um, that's why I go by Yaria so I can be at the bottom and just enjoy <laughs> being lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you switched uh, your name from Riley. <laughs> <laughs> the real reason. I go to the, the truth of the out. <laughs> Changing my name for anxiety. Or and now you're even after me in the order. Damn, yeah. The master play. Anyways, hi. <laughs> I'm Action Shakespeare. I'm playing Charlie, uh... Charlie K, because I didn't decide on a real last name. I mean, it's a mystery. I mean, Charlie. It could just um, be the letter K. That's Charlie fine. Kelly. Oh, no. <laughs> it's always sunny in post-nuclear Chicago. It's never sunny Charlie in Chicago. King it's King. never sunny in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the real. Um, All right, new campaign name. It's never <laughs> sunny in Chicago. It's not terrible um <laughs> but uh charlie charlie is a basically the last generation to come out of vault 52 uh 
which which suffered a terrible tragedy. Yeah, um, who'd have thought? You know, <laughs> you know how it is. With this Fallout. never happens in Fallout lore. Um, that that took out about a fourth of the population. Um, and she was the sole survivor of that fourth section. Uh, more on that later, probably. But yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll cover that at some point. I'm sure we'll get there. So I think the that's, sole that's survivor the is a different guy. Yeah, sorry. I, I don't want to jock his steez. Um, Charlie uh, lost her legs um, and has built herself a pair of uh, robotic ones uh, just over the over the past years of her life. I think about t- 10, 10 years mm. or so. 12, maybe. Um, 10 or 12 years post-Vault seems reasonable. Yeah, uh... And has been working just kind of in a in a nearby settlement as a as a mechanic, um, trying to do what she can. She's working in the Sears Tower. It's true, the Sears Bridge. Yeah, it it fell over during the bomb dropping. It's now the Sears Bridge, sponsored by Sears, the friendly ghoul. <laughs> yeah, we do like that guy. Yeah, Sears is pretty cool. I mean, what? We've never seen that guy. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of friendly ghouls, let's talk to our most mysterious crew member. I don't see what hello, that has X. to do with me. Hello. Yeah, I don't either. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I will be playing as uh, Gil and Harlock and Chopper and Porco and Bon, but mostly Gil. Just uh, average, ordinary, friendly ghoul. Just, uh, you know, just the friendly type of guy who wears a blank featureless mask with a bandolier of further masks around their shoulders. Just... For all the other ones. Just great, yeah, just great vibes all around. Just kind of, uh... You know, I think the best... I'm just back on my bullshit playing an undead rogue, you know? (laughs) It just keeps happening. It's just where I feel most comfortable. You're also the current char- only character who currently has art, which is nice. Oh yeah, I, I did. A yeah, you. Oh, that's true. There is actually there is actually art of Charlie too. I did try, but robots. Yeah. Uh... Robots are hard. <laughs> I I get it. Digital we'll, art we'll is refine hard. It. Party all night. Art is hard in general. I don't really know what else to say about Gil because he's one of those uh, typical amnesiac protagonists. So mm-hmm. we'll have to discover his story along the way. Yeah, there's there's surely a lot to tell. Suffice to say, I'm the one in the party who's good at rolling stealth and charisma. Mm-hmm. We needed one of those, uh, especially when we see the rest of the crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nerds. Now introducing our murder robot, Maya, played by Yuria. Hello. I don't have that bad a charisma, but... You are definitely more of a murder robot. I am very much a murder robot. I have an eight perception. That's for laser guns. Anyway, hi. I'm playing Maya. Specifically, I guess her name is M-A-Y-4. Because I'm just following Cleo's naming convention. Oh, may uh, the fourth be with you. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm scrapping this character. Watch right. Renegade scum. <laughs> Every something day. Uh, every so, so often. Every May the 4th. <laughs> <laughs> every May the 4th. That would be a hell of a gimmick for a Star Wars game. 
Yeah, you would definitely Star have to do podcast like 24 once hour a year. <laughs> you remember what happened last year? I hope so. Yeah. We're not going to cover it. <laughs> so, yes, I mean, I do know of an annual podcast. Yeah, but that's even more suffering because it's Paul Blart. Mark yeah, it's Death Blart. <laughs> the podcast anyway. that's gone on so infrequently that none of the hosts remember the actual name of the podcast and started calling it Death Blart. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so, Maya is a, well, she is technically a Siltron, and, but she is, uh, I'm using the Protectron framework for this. Uh, she is cobbled together from various parts, but her body and head are mostly a Siltron, she has the Protectron. I do like the stompy boots and look, though. Cause, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And she is program-specific, well... I say program specifically. She kind of does have her own free will, but she is currently mm-hmm. out finding. First and foremost, she is traveling with her companion to guard her, but also looking for the secrets of hidden robotics factories, specifically anything that's not uh, that was not taken over by that fucker Robert House. Mm-hmm. Non-Robco Robotics is Maya's goal. Hate that guy's TV show. He's just. A bad doctor. One more. That is true. Mm-hmm. One more season of Robert House MD. That is no. not true. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> not right. one more season. Uh, also, the other important thing about Maya is she wears clothes. Yes. She wears, like, dresses. She has a sundress and a sun hat, and yeah. Yo, Which is this fact, robot got a dress. dress. I think I, that was part of my uh, gear from Winter of Adam book. I think so, yeah. Fuck yeah. I don't get any bonuses from it because I'm a robot, but I look nice. That's the only bonus I need. That's the important bonus. And that brings us to our final party member, yeah. played by Yao Dema. Uh, just Yao yeah, will do. But yes, I'm back, and uh, I'm playing Gertie, who is an intelligent deathclaw of a throwback to some of the original games. In fact, uh, she hails from a Vault 13 where they didn't die out. Basically, the secret ending that never was ends up being true mm-hmm. in our universe. Hooray! Wasn't it just bugged? Like, isn't there supposed to be that ending, but, like, you just can't get it? No one really knows yep. why? There's just, like, a flag that doesn't trigger? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. You can't say Vault 13 canonically because of a bug. So we but... unbugged it. Mm-hmm. You can at yeah. least patch it in, apparently. That is nice. I didn't know that there was a patch. I mean, it makes sense that there's a patch. But... The post-patch universe. Classic yeah. Fallout fans are just that ravenous. Bless them. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so, Gritty was born after the events of Fallout 2 would have happened and ended up being born into a rather, you know, all-embracing town such as they exist in the wasteland of that area, or the NCR for that matter. But it's this little place that, well, it's trite, but they called it freedom. And she ended up having the chance to study on her own through a sort of an exchange program involving, like, books and such being sent to her. So as a result, she didn't end up going to NCRU directly and potentially, you know, scaring other students, but she did go through the full program, she actually has a pen pal college course. Basically, she actually has a PhD in chemistry now, 
due to work that she did on waterproof bioplastics, which will probably not come up, to be perfectly honest. But, uh, you know, it's something that she has under her belt, that and the medical training. And Note to self, bring up waterproof bioplastics. Finally, a use for my PhD <laughs> thesis. I never thought I'd see the day. But yeah, um, she ended up coming all the way out here because she wants to know what it is that's going on in the farther reaches outside the NCR. So it's a long way from Vault 13, but here she is in the third city, and somewhere along the line she ended up going through a handful of different uh, companions. She is now with Maya as primary mm -hmm. companion for this particular leg of the run. And uh, I guess the oddity of having, you know, a robot and a Deathclaw literally wearing a big old lab coat ends up throwing people off enough that they end up thinking, maybe we can talk to you instead of attacking you on site. Yeah. Most uh, most Deathclaws don't wear clothing because it has to be custom fitted. Of the clothes that a uh... A uh, monster that you would assume to be unintelligent could be wearing a lab coat is. There's no way that's a mistake. Yeah. Yep. Neither. There's no way they just. Wandered it's the exact same there. defense that Virgil has in Fallout Four. Yeah. Like he's a big old super mutant and he's wearing a lab coat and oh, glasses. Perfect. Yeah. He's there you go. <laughs> yeah. There's also the painted horns. Those help too. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Cute. The nail polish. An inexhaustible supply. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here come a couple of frickin' nerds to Chicago, huh? Yeah. And oh. to put us on the timeline, this is 60 years after Fallout 2, uh, 20 years after Fallout 3, like 10 or 11 years after Fallout New Vegas, and 20 before Fallout 4, because the game uses very rounded numbers for when the games come out. It sure does. All that time between the games, they're resetting all the skeletons yeah. in the homes and stuff. So people are <laughs> right. Like, yeah, you well, gotta. Why you is gotta, that still there? You gotta re-add the skeletons to the death tubes. It's a tradition oh, every Halloween. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta put at least fifteen of them on the toilet. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like the ground is too hard and fucked up to really have a cemetery anymore. So. You just, like, go and hide skeletons in, you know, dungeons, loot cabinets. Yeah. Just wherever. Balfour is constantly in Halloween mode, so... Speaking of that kind of thing, there's going to be a lot less rubble in our Chicago, uh, because it's been 200 years people rebuild in that kind of time. Yeah. Um, we're not gonna have anyone living in houses that have a skeleton sitting in the floor. <laughs> I mean, there's you been an should, entire unless it's by choice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> if it's by choice, if they're just that kind of freak, that's I mean, yeah, metal. that's easy Halloween decorate. You like keep the guy, you keep that skeleton sitting in a rocking chair on the front porch, yeah. and you just dress him up for every holiday. <laughs> All right, we're going to run into a museum full of pre-war skeletons. That is that is on the list. <laughs> oh, All right. I'm changing my character to be the guy that runs that music. All the wax figures <laughs> melted, so we just had to go get a bunch of skeletons and dress them up instead. Oh my god. Oh no. But yeah. That's, 
so believable, actually. <laughs> that is a very good side quest idea, actually. Oh, I thought of another thing earlier when you talked about the river being frozen earlier. Uh, I uh -huh. thought I imagined the world's most dangerous, like, uh, figure skating racing league. God. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. Where the pitfalls so, are just there is you know, actually classic glowing green goop. Yeah. Um. So this might be a thing that Charlie probably knows. Pro Charlie probably knows vaguely about all the settlements in the area because people have been passing through their bridge, but you haven't been to them yet, really. No. But there is a ghoul city on the ice called the Icebox. <gasps> nice. Only inhabited by ghouls because the ice is radioactive. God, yeah. why did I have to land up here with you fuckers? I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I'll be fine. I, I love I'm it up going here. Into the lake. I love you guys. And you'll be fine. And the robot will be, be fine. fine. Yeah, the only person who would Everyone have trouble have is Charlie, and Charlie doesn't have to directly touch the radioactive ice. I would, can just and we all know radiation and... is only dangerous if you directly touch it. Get like four rolls of duct tape. <laughs> That's how it works, yeah. <laughs> That's how radiation works. Yeah, it's not like it radiates. I took nuclear science in college. That's how it. That's not. Yeah, how it but works. the numbers go up in the top right corner, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as it doesn't reach a certain number, you're good. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Touching you. I mean, okay. The one big upside for our only party member who isn't immune to radiation is she does have a pit boy. That is true. That's so she can advantage. at least tell how fucked she is. <laughs> nice. <Yep. laughs> Great. And you can tune into the radio. Very uh -huh. useful. It's true. Very thematically useful. Mm -hmm. Let me just Very add Pip-Boy to my actual inventory now that you keep, guys keep saying I have one. <laughs> yeah. You're having one because it's convenient for me, the DM. <laughs> yes. Your Pip-Boy is a tulpa from the rest of us. Yeah. Also, also with, like, your whole vault as the only survivor from literally 25% of it, one of them had to have had a Pip-Boy you can inherit. They one of them had to still work. <laughs> I, I wasn't yeah. old enough that I didn't get me one. Also, that one. <laughs> we can also be playing by that one. Oh, do you uh, have, like, a Pip-Boy Junior? <laughs> yeah, it's just a watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little calculator watch. Yeah. It's an Apple smartwatch. Oh, no, nice. I'm imagining, like, a... Like a preschool like toy version ones. of a computer, or it's just like big plastic buttons, <laughs> yes. and it just kind of makes noises. Yeah, uh, it's a calculator with a clock go. and a radio. <laughs> According to my calculations, the cow goes moo. Is that it? Is that, <laughs> <Is> that right? <laughs> sure about that. Also, just for convenience' sake of me editing, I've already went through the effort of figuring out how to do music in a tinny. Like through a tinny radio, so heck yeah, yeah. Feel free to grab whatever royalty-free garbage you want to play. Oh fuck yeah! I don't have to use just the sixties hundred music now. Yeah. Okay. Kyle will have a relatively easy time making music for this show because we just need our stinger. Yeah, I highly recommend looking up a little song called Zazi if you want something to just have tuned in for like two or three seconds to make people confused. <laughs> it, it's very thematic to the period that this thing is trying to like evince it sounds like something that would come straight out of the 30s or 40s cool but yeah um also i was going to mention just quickly because quite a few people might not be aware because of the bethesda fallouts of this whole thing but like the ncr is a full-on actual like nation nation yep like it has a university it has a public education system it has the works 
And that's the reason why no games take place in California anymore. It's because at this point in yeah. the timeline, that's already established and it doesn't work as a wasteland narrative anymore. <laughs> it's kind of just a place. It's not a wasteland anymore. There's like there's still the occasional just death of Rad Scorpion and the unfortunate creation of Cazadors, but... Those boring fuckers are doing cemeteries again. There's nothing there. Yeah? <laughs> Bring back the skeleton pose. <laughs> Bring back the skeleton That's the way my father did it. His gra- That's his true. Father we actually see a graveyard in New Vegas. Oh, like a new one. A newly established What happened graveyard. to our traditional values of posing it. the skeletons of our loved ones? <laughs> Not my wasteland. I have to wonder if If my diner doesn't have at least two skeletons, I'm not going there. I have to wonder if there's some place in the uh, wastelands of Fallout where there's just some place we haven't seen yet where they don't know about the Great War because nobody actually bothered telling any of the younger generations. So they all think that these people are left over from a skeleton war and that's why there's all these damn skeletons. (laughs) It finally happened. I'm just picturing some of the, like, like a Midwest city that just never got bombed. <laughs> oh, there's bound to be a few of them. You look on like, the map and you surely see China maps. didn't didn't. Surely China didn't give a fuck United about States. South Dakota, right? <laughs> yeah, like that's hell enough already. You don't need the bombs on it. Yeah, everybody's there's just nothing like, Man, in Ohio to bomb. <laughs> the the Rock Museum. I don't know. It's already rocks. You guys have a really good understanding of nuclear apocalypse. Any of y'all know what would have happened to the bean, by the way? Has the bean melted? I hope so. Okay. There's been a lot of conjecture about the bean. I had a funny idea for the bean that I don't know if we're going to (laughs) do. So I'm going to pitch it and y'all can tell me if it's too silly. What if the bean can talk now? (laughs) I do remember that being put forward. I do remember that being put Like, it still can't move, it just glows softly, and it can talk. Oh, so it's Harold, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Metal Harold. How does the bean feel about Anish Kapoor? Uh, the bean has no recollection of anything pre-war. Okay. It is blessed. It no longer has to remember its hatred for Anish Kapoor. It's definitely just some shitty little ghoul sitting in the middle of it. But yeah, y'all live your bliss. <laughs> I mean, yes, but come on. Who am I to blow up this spot? A shitty little ghoul. Wow. <laughs> wow. Look, if the schlick gets the ghoul fed, <laughs> then is there anything really wrong about it? The ghoul eats the bean. Oh, shit. Ghoul eats the bean from the inside. <laughs> you know he ate a bean. What are you talking about anymore? I don't know. Um, I guess for anyone who doesn't know somehow about the most iconic modern art piece in Chicago, the bean is a giant glass... Welcome to Chicago talk. A giant glass like sphere that got squished on top. So it's basically a big reflective bean. I, it's not called the bean. It has an official name. It was made by Anish Kapoor, a known shitty person. Um, so everyone just calls it the bean because it makes him angry. Also, it is technically like a little kidney bean shaped. And it has like yeah, it's arch. shaped like a kidney bean. But you like the intention call... is it's a sphere that got squished, yeah. so that makes a weird, fun mirror. You can't. But crawl it is under... just a bean. You shouldn't crawl under it, I should say, because um, 
From what I've heard, the underside of the bean is one of the grossest areas in the entire Chicago area, so you just don't touch it. That's saying something. They don't wash it? Oh, they wash it. People keep Hi, um, editing throwing up under How it. are you? I'm fine. You can go ahead and cut all of this. <laughs> <laughs> this will be that'll be Yuria's decision. Yes. Live or die. Make your choice. I didn't know it was made of glass. So I've learned something. I mean, I don't think it's made of glass. It's like mirrored. It's a mirrored surface. It reflects everything around it. It's made out of bullshit. It is made out of bullshit. Now That's even correct. more so with that shitty little ghoul in there. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, right, guys? Maximum anyway. flim flam. It'll be fine. Anyway, I'm not here yet. Uh, speaking of uh, bullshit, let's get out of here and play the actual game. Sounds good. Have a good Insert. day, everybody. Thanks for listening to this silly, silly mini-episode. I don't know. I feel like you can just graph this onto episode one. Yeah. I mean, you could. Mm-hmm. You could. Yeah, as long as you don't realize episode one was recorded before. Whoops. What? Don't have fun. <laughs> oh, no! Cut, the cut, illusion! Cut! cut. <laughs>